0: When I read up a little bit about it, they talk about um, the post like 500 years old. In fact, it's even older than that. But um, 500 years ago, the, the landlords or the gentry of the area, they would round up um, prisoners, volunteers, <laughs> and um, at midnight, they would let them go and um, they would just hunt them down. Um, a fox, if, anybody, if anybody got away, then fair enough. But, uh, <laughs> or meat for the dogs, you you start in a village called Meriden or Meridian, in the very centre of England. Um, there's an old cross there, which is still not not really a cross, but it's just yeah. a post there now, <clears throat> and the idea is is that um, at midnight uh, they let you go, and you just basically have to get as far away from this centre point, as you can, in 24 hours, as the crew flies.
1: That's Sean Nicol, and this is the Inspirational Runners Podcast. A great episode to start off the new year. Sean Nicol came second in the recent escape from Meriden, running his 10th 100 miler. In this episode, Sean breaks down the race in which he ran a total of 110 miles in 24 hours to mark 96 miles as the crow flies. I was intrigued by his unique race and the history it derived from. Running solo to nowhere must take a lot of self-motivation and mental strength, which Sean consistently demonstrates in abundance. What is it that drives us to explore our potential? There's no doubt Sean is on a quest to find out how far he can push his body and his mind. A superb athlete who has also run over 100 marathons, gracing a PB of 3 hours and 9 minutes. Before we start, I'd just like to give our sponsors Born to Run a shout out. Their next race of the Winter Series is in Gosford Park on the 19th of January. This is race 6 of 8. It's a tremendous course and arguably one of the fastest of the series. So hope to see you there. I give you, with great pleasure, Sean Nichol escape to meridian so every now and then a race comes up on the radar or i start seeing people on the tracker i'm like what's that and it's yeah. like escape to meridian So it was never on my radar
0: before i'd never even heard of the race or anything um so tell me a bit about it well i i came across i came across it probably about two years ago i think maybe three um sammy day from alice from, had taken part in it. Um and i think he probably said it wasn't probably one of his best races i think he sort of wandered around a bit and i thought what is this quite fancy the sound of this here <laughs> so i uh i it was probably the following year uh, and then it was he had a go at it again with um a fellow called Bobby irvine from <clears throat> from carrick fergus and um the two of them had together as a pair, and I thought, yeah, do you fancy this here? I like this idea, but the 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 concept behind it is is that you you start in a village called Meriden or Meridian in the very center of England. Um, there's an old cross there, which is still not not really a cross, but it's just yeah. a post there now, and the idea is is that um, at midnight. Um, they let you go, and you just basically have to get as far away from this center point as you can in twenty four hours, as the crow flies. Because
1: that that post is meant to be is meant to be the center. Of
0: yes, well, England isn't it? When I read up a little bit about it, they talk about, um, the post is like five hundred years old. In fact, it's even older than that. But, um, five hundred years ago. the the landlords or the gentry of the area, they would round up um, prisoners, volunteers, (laughs) and um, at midnight they would let them go, and um, they would just hunt them down. Um, If anybody if anybody got away, then fair enough. But other than that, they were meat (laughs) for the dogs. So that was the idea. Um, You're given a tracker, and you pretty much are left to your own devices so yes you're not allowed you must stick to legal sort of yes legal roads, public rules not allowed to use private land or motorways um, so trying to get a straight line from a to b yes can be, it can be quite difficult. as the crow flies yeah. isn't it you're measuring yeah
1: so you have this point in the center obviously select the center because <laughs> You've got the furthest you can run, obviously, in Britain. Yeah. And um, it was a great concept, though, wasn't it? Like coming, I think it's amazing. Especially taking the history. It was a great race even without
0: that sort of myth and tale around it, yes. really, wasn't it? Well, it is a great... But it's the whole... It's the thing I found as well was... i seen this race and I thought, right. The, the other one is what they do is they have... The prizes are staged. So if you get 30 miles away as the crow flies, you... Um I think the first time that I'd seen it you got a certificate to say, Yay, congratulations, you know, you've um went thirty miles away and if you went further than that there it was a, a silver medallion. Yeah. Um, so up, up, up oh, to sixty good. miles it was a silver medallion, then up to ninety miles was a gold medallion and if you went ninety miles plus it was the black mm-hmm. medallion or the crow and I thought that's what I want. The black crow. Nothing else. <laughs> Nothing else will do. That's the one I want. Um so I sat down and I started. I entered it. Um, which would have been two years ago. Um for next to nothing as well. I went as races today, mm. I think it was like thirty quid or something. Jeez. Um and literally I started to sit down and I thought, right, where can I go? And um I have a brother in law who lives in Bristol. Um when I started to look at the route and I thought, that doesn't look too bad. I mean, um as a profile goes to Bristol's, it's, it's, it's mm. fairly decent it's fairly flat or at least it's fairly downhill because it would take this is one race that takes planning like isn't it yeah well I mean they do the other one that they do is that they there's prizes for um for the most elevation gained right but the problem is you know yourself I mean yeah. if you're going to go for elevation you're not going to get distance mm. Um. see how far you the, I can get is the main point yeah, isn't it that really what? that's what you want to do so I literally I literally worked at a, a distance and i thought i i guess sat with the google maps <laughs> and put the center in and then just pulled the tracer out as far as i could go and went oh look there's a, a town there Plunked it down oh, 130 miles right that'll do and um just worked oh, very the route good out from there so did you um, use the google map then the whole way through um no i didn't i actually sat and i worked it all out and i, I printed out uh, a nice little detailed, uh, do you know, the junctions, wayward so junctions, evidence, exhibit A. Sean's just handing me here, <laughs> which is a
1: lot of junctions. Um, this could get quite confusing though when you're getting tired. Surely you must be
0: looking at it at some point. Do you know? Going. Well, the thing I well I did what I had I my eyesight's got really really bad over the last number of years and I had thought about printing out a map. So that's what I did, I put, I made the yeah. route out and then I said to my wife, is there any chance you could print those out for me, but print them out big enough so that I can see them without glasses at night. So she did and she came home from work and she says, there you go and she handed me 60 pages and I looked at them and I, and I actually then I stuck them all together and uh, they it was like four and a half metres long. <laughs> Um, and I thought, I can't take this, you know, I mean, even if I cut it up into pieces, you know, and so I literally, I, I hung it on the wall um, outside our bedroom and um, it went from the ceiling to the floor, ceiling to the floor, ceiling to the floor, and then ceiling <laughs> halfway. And I just literally studied this for weeks beforehand and I, I worked out this um, junctions and with the miles on it as well and um, where I expected to be at certain times working yeah. on a pace and but um, you have a crew with you how does it work well the thing is you can do it whatever way you want Um, like any race you're you can have a crew Um, you're just not allowed into the vehicle that's you know you're you're on your feet mm. Um, so they, they can carry food for you they or can they carry, carry like food that. for you now yeah. the way it went with me was I have this real problem of asking people for help um, to crew for me it has happened in the past and I've um had some really great crew members but then you end up asking the same people yeah. again and again and because it's extreme events you're doing you know it's like 24 hours 2 yeah. days 3 days isn't it so, it so is and that, that was the whole weekend because yeah. by the time it, we end up we end up we drove down to um, Dublin across in the ferry and then across so um it was out on friday morning and back again it's late sunday evening in fact i think it was early monday morning um but it turned out i was hemming in hand what i was going to do was i had worked at i said my brother-in-law lived in lives in bristol and i had toyed with the idea of flying to to birmingham with all my stuff and then this is only a small taxi ride it's like it's only like 15 miles from the airport to Maryland, and then run down to Bristol, and then through the other side, um, and wherever I I got to, and then get my brother-in-law to come and pick me up, and then fly out of Bristol. That was initially what I was planning to do. However, he had um, friends over that weekend, and the thought of him having a few drinks, and then forgetting about me 30 (laughs) miles out in the middle of nowhere, so that didn't work. So my dad, I was talking, I was having a chat with my dad, and my dad says, "Sure, I do." So, he was the crew. Do they do they require you to have a crew? You don't no, uh, and there was a lot of people that didn't have crew, mm. um, and I suppose there would be the it would add an extra element of difficulty to it because there's only so much you can carry. Are you able huge. to go into shops? Yes, yeah. like do well, whatever you want really. Um, to be honest, now the route that I was on, um, the first sign of real civilization, I mean, for the first thirty uh, odd miles, you were, um, it was just dark, uh, lanes, yeah. and when you went into little villages, I, you know, you'd see the signs for these villages, and you'd go into them, but there wasn't any street lines on. Um, there was no shops, or, uh, and it wasn't till. Um, I come into a place called Avesham. So that was about thirty odd miles and um there was a, a t- twenty four hour Tesco, um which would have been about a quarter of a mile off route. So you could have went out, got something and then yeah, yeah. come back in again. Um it would have been easier uh, and later on in the day there was a few areas where you get garages at the side of the road and, and that. So yeah, you you could have got away with it.
1: It's just a bit of an unknown with it as well, isn't it? Like that's the only thing though, when you're going that sort of distance. Like yeah. So what type of feel do you sort of feel on in a race like that? Um
0: do you well, like ordinary solid fuels or do you
1: have like a race feel on a race like that?
0: I to be honest, um, I'm still learning. It's still a learning process for me um, to to find out what my body will accept. It gets this a certain distance or a certain time, and then my body just just doesn't want to have anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're really sort of forcing anything in, into it. But generally, um, I mean, at midnight, I, I got the bag on and um, I had tailwind in two uh, pouches. Um, so at a litre of tailwind, um, and what else would that did i have i think it, uh, a couple of tracker bars um a couple of cheese baps, and mm. a few slices of um pizza <laughs> stuffed in um just i i think it's just getting calories in um yeah, i yeah. have found <laughs> in the past the likes of running in loss or the last one standing and in energy that um pizza went down very well um it's strange that isn't it yeah it's very heavy but i think it
1: it's great for lining sort of bread sort of something it's good for lining the stomach yeah. isn't it for to help take all the other stuff that you're sort yeah. of bucking in the yeah. likes even the likes of tailwind, like it's sort of quite a high sugar count in it it is a bit yeah and um but i'm the same i get to a certain <laughs> point where my body is like oh you can't take any more of that but i find if i take like a jam sandwich at the start or mm. some bread or I'm doing a longer race, I have ham and cheese sandwiches with loads of salt on them. Yes, I just find it settles the stomach a bit. Um, how do you so at the start of the race? Then I've seen the likes of Don Owens was at, at that race, wasn't she? She was, yes. Um, she was doing it in the pair. She, she had. She was chained. She was chained. She so was, was chained. But it was quite a heavy chain, race. Like, you know. Was quite what? A heavy <laughs> <chain>. <laughs> they really went full hog. Um, so if you go as a pair,
0: do you have to chain to your they, partner? They. Well there's the there's three ways you can go. You can go solo. But that doesn't mean you have to be solo. But if you run with somebody else who's a solo, then the two are still you can work yeah. together but it's only it's your own um result. Then you have pairs, so you're working you're just one number and you work together as a pair and then you have the chained. <laughs> Now, the chain, the the, the, pairs, the pairs in the solo are 24 hours. That's how far can you get away in 24 hours. With the chain, it's 36 hours. Jeez. So they give you an extra 12. Um. I've seen them wearing the orange suits. Is yeah. that part of? Well, you, you don't have, you can, they were giving them out. You, right, you could okay. wear it. I still have mine in the packet. <laughs> I didn't put it yeah. all. You'd expect it to be quite heavy. Yeah, well, you? I thought too much chafing there. So <laughs> yeah. I just thought I'd leave that off. Um, but you were first for quite a
1: long way in the race, weren't you?
0: I was um, probably probably up until I think probably up about eight o'clock at night. I think mm. um, I that was coming out of Bristol because it's, it's late on in the year as well. It's twenty fifth of November, was it yeah. around that date? Was it uh, the fifth or twenty fifth? It was. November anyway. Remember, actually, it was. It was November anyway. Yes, it was. It was mm. towards the end of November. Um, yeah, so I it's mean it was it. it didn't get light until half past seven in the morning and it was dark again from quarter past four, five <laughs> o'clock, you know. I mean it was it was it was it was quite a warm night. Um and there was like um it wasn't it wasn't mist but and it wasn't rain, but there was there was a lot of moisture in the air and that was pretty much there all night and it was really, mm. really still and there was hardly any wind and
1: it was really nice
0: to run in, and then the next morning, um, when it, when the daylight came up, um, or the sun came up, it, it the sun came up and it was actually warm. And at one mm-hmm. stage, about halfway through the day, I I stripped down and was running in a, in a vest. It was that warm, and I think it's, you know, for the end of the. How did you something. feel going through the
1: race then? Like was it, like wow, this is class. Like were you getting that type of buzz off it? Or? The
0: certainly the. Certainly through the night. Mm. I love running through the night. Um, I've been on a few races now where I've had to run through the night completely on my own. And I just love this. I love this isolation. I just mm. just love this um, being by myself, if you know. Um, and not all the time, but it's just I love this. Um, it's unusual too, isn't it? That you can You can almost hear your own mm-hmm. heartbeat, you can hear every breath, and you can almost hear your thoughts. And I just, yeah. I just love, it. I just love the peace and the and the and the tranquility. But, um. Yeah, I mean that that first night was just was lovely. Because um, all the chaos
1: and all the clutter and all the distractions are no longer there, aren't they? They're all gone because at night for, and it's all quiet.
0: Yeah, well, they they were for a certain time. <laughs> yeah. Um I think the first major a road I hit, um, at around about six o'clock in the morning, and it was still dark, but um, it was a cut through to the M five, and every lorry and car and thundering past you, and you know that peace and tranquility that um, I had experienced during the night completely went, um, and. For probably the first 30 minutes, I think really until it was daylight, um, it was quite terrifying, mm. you know, um, I thought, because there was no footpath and not unlike maybe the, the, the Belfast Newry A1, mm-hmm. you know, there was no nice big hard shoulder. I mean, so you were literally running on the road and if anything came at you, you were literally jumping onto the grass verge. Um or into the hedge just to get out of the road. So you have to keep it be aware all the time. Yeah, of so what was going on concentrating. concentrating Yeah, you have to concentrate. Yeah. Yeah. were you feeling
1: fatigued at that stage?
0: Um no, not that stage. Um to be honest. Um, really, I felt great at that stage. Um, you know and even, even during the day. I and mean, once the sun, once it, it becomes daylight as well, I've noticed that. Even if you are feeling tired which I mean you've gone through all night even if you are starting to feel tired it, it really does pick you back up again and um, as I say I, I met my father so I, I met him at I think it was a I said it to him I'll say at half past seven and I think I met him arrived at about a quarter past seven and he was already up and the kettle on so um, at that stage I was able to get a fresh set of clothes yeah. on and Restock my bag, and I was feeling good. It it makes a
1: big difference as well. Meeting the crew doesn't it? Yeah. It sort of rejuvenates you yeah. as well, doesn't it? Even
0: it, it was only I think I was maybe only with them for fifteen minutes. You know it was a mm. quick quick turnaround. And we can't just then we'll talk a little bit about it, but how
1: close the race was becoming because there was three of you really, wasn't there? Really coming really. I touching. think
0: there was probably, in the end, I think there was four of us, which were probably within ten miles of each other. There certainly, there was only four of us managed to get over, mm. the, over the 90, over the 90 mile mark. Because
1: um, the tracking was crazy to see it, like, because it wasn't like, so yeah. here's this race and everyone,
0: I don't, was that just random the way that everybody just went in totally different directions? Everybody just went in totally different directions. And when you look, if you, if you go back onto the, to the Facebook page, I mean, there was people who were running to their front door. Do you know so maybe they lived 40 miles up the road so literally they were running they were running home <laughs> i know the like of donna and mark i mean they were heading for liverpool because they had come across in the boat so it was sort of logical to, to head back that direction but yeah i mean
1: so what what happens then when the race is over when it finished then it was 24 hours obviously you're running from that point for 24 hours so from midnight to midnight yeah <laughs> when it hits midnight what happens you all you've all these random runners all around the
0: country. but um the well. Is it just the tracker just stops? The, that's it? well, the tracker is meant to just stop, and I was, and I thought I'm just going to keep running here until the tracker does stop, but um it doesn't, and <laughs> apparently a few people actually left it on, and um, so it was it they were able to track it coming back through the post, so literally when you get home you you put your tracker in the post and then you you right, send okay. it back to the race organizer so we were <laughs> able to track it going back in the post um yeah i mean it's that that was that was a strange because it's a bit of a weird downer like because you're on i don't know if it's a downer or not so i haven't experienced no, it yeah, but it's you've, a downer
1: you've ran for 24 hours yeah. i have to stop now that's it's a real forrest gump yeah. sort of moment well, isn't it really <laughs> uh,
0: the the funny thing was i mean I had struggled that last sort of three hours I had really struggled really struggled to stay awake stay motivated stay just to keep going and that's where the race was lost for me was in that last mm-hmm. that last three hours um again I was in I was running down these dark roads completely pitch black completely on my own <laughs> and the fatigue was I think at one stage I I sort of came to and uh I don't know how long i've been standing there but i was sort of just looking into the distance <laughs> and, and i i was conscious that i thought hold on i i need to keep going here and you know mm. just um and it, it it probably wasn't until i think i was at 108 miles i covered 110 miles in total um, so i had come come through the 90 miles um as a crow flies which is was the ultimate goal and then it was just keep going here and see whether we can salvage something else out of this and i had in my head i mean the distance that i had planned um was a lot further than what i ended up going but i think i said to myself i think about half past 11 i looked at my watch and i thought 108 miles here right you need to get 110 minimum that's that you have to get that so you're going to have to start running here um you know we're you're, you're sort of <laughs> the, the last couple of miles has taken you like an hour to yeah. do three miles so you're really going to have to get it together and I, I started to run a bit and i literally ran i think for those last two miles and until the 12 o'clock came walked a bit more and at that stage my crew stroke father pulled in in front of me (laughs) stopped for a minute and he says right is that you finished then and I went (laughs) yeah I think it is and right he says there's a lay by up the road here I'll pull into it and I'm can you take a photograph or something you know Um, and he just went on up and into the lay by and I'm thinking that's it so I, I dandered up I'll got into, the, into the van and uh, we drove an hour mile or two up the, up the road before we pulled in and uh, got our heads down for the night so uh, it was a uh,
1: it's just part diff- of the race diff- isn't diff- everything? Everything.
0: yeah i mean i i had i had an idea of you know um where i had planned to finish was was in a town so I had this sort of idea of, you know, sort of sitting and laughing and joking and having a beer and, you yeah. know, getting something to eat and getting changed. And, um, it, there wasn't any of that. So it was a wee bit, we bit of a diner Cause that's
1: one of the things that sort of motivates you in the last few miles, to sort of thinking of that and driving you on, doesn't yeah. it? Like,
0: what do you think was your biggest mistake during the race? My biggest mistake is as always, is those last, um, those last couple of hours. Mm. Um to be honest if I had of had I I stop eating, as I told you before. Um and I, I need almost need somebody to Yeah not ask me what I want, but they're Come on, you need to get this eating. into you if you want yeah. to keep going. Um because if somebody says to me, What do you want? I don't want anything. I you know, so that uh, I need somebody that is there to force mm. that into me and also even I think even that those last couple of hours even if I had had somebody there just to walk alongside me or something it might have been enough to have kept mm. me going I don't know Um, as I said it's a work in progress I have a few races of, of this sort of again this year so
1: are you allowed paces in the
0: race or people to join you you can well, do whatever the, you want the funny thing was the there, last 20 miles would have been great to have somebody there it would have been. The the thing was, it was um, a guy that I, I started following a couple of years ago, um, he ran the Joggle, so a um, fella called Andy Pearson, and I actually met him in person there at last one standing um, in Castle Ward last February. And he's from Bristol, a lovely fella, and um, when I was coming down into Bristol, there had been a football match or something on and the crowd had spilled out onto the street, so I was weaving my way through all these these <laughs> fans, and the next thing all I could hear was, hello, Sean, you know, and uh, I glanced across. Just randomly, know? Just, yo. and there was Andy, he'd been tracking me, Jeez. and he was in his running gear, and he came over and he gave me a hug, and he goes, you're, you're doing great, you're doing great, and he ran the whole way through Bristol with me, and actually out the other side, um, probably about 10 miles, um, and I think he would have stayed with me, only for the fact was that he was meeting his daughter's uh, boyfriend's parents that night, <laughs> and um, they were having a dinner party. So I think they he had to get back mm-hmm. for that. The things that, that really do left you though. Like... Yes, I mean I, I'll not say I was feeling low at that point, but the from uh, Gloucester to um, Bristol was about. 25, 26 miles along an A road and it was incredibly busy and four hours and it, I mean, demoralised by the time I got into Bristol and um, I just really, I just felt f- emotionally yeah. exhausted <clears throat> so coming down into Bristol um, it's just starting to get dark and that was a big lift
1: How do you find, because you ran 108 miles wasn't it? Was it 108 miles? Did you, did you do 108 miles in total in that race? 110. Well, oh, you finished yeah, 110. 110 yeah. And it was 96 miles as the crow flies. Yes. Um, how did you find that race different? Because you'd done the Wicklow Way
0: 100, didn't you? Did the Wicklow Way last year, yeah. How, how do you find the two um, races being so. the difference between the two races? They're completely yeah. opposite ends of the spectrum. Because <laughs> um, you came. Third, in that third way, away, yeah. That's, that's phenomenal. Um, legs. I was I was second for a long, long time. Um, so what probably just before the turnaround. A um, couple of silly navigational errors yeah. behind. Um, it's quite easy to do though on the Whitwell way. It is, and to, but to be honest, I mean, where where I made the mistake, um, it was it was a split in the road and that fell trees and. I, there was, um where the sign was, it I was unclear, but I had gone about half a mile up the road and, uh, on this track, and the next thing I got this telephone call. um <laughs> friend, of mine, friend of mine had been following um Turned around and says, you're off course. And I went, what do you mean off course? You're off course. And i went right. So I knew exactly where I'd gone wrong, so I turned around and came back again. And the second time I went off course was, around the turn turnaround, we it was really really foggy and um, there was a lot of switchbacks and but it was the, the track was as wide as what you'd get in Tullymore mm. you know so it was big enough for a vehicle and the the light was being reflected back from the, the fog the mist and I can pass this I thought is that a lay-by or was that a um, was that the turning and I should have went back and had a look, but as I turned and looked into it, it just looked like a lay-by, so I continued going, switched back round, and at that stage I knew it wasn't right because there was no Wicklow way sign, and I thought, yeah. I see, I'm sure I see a Wicklow way sign. So I think I'd walked another half mile, 40, <clears throat> or half to three quarters of a mile on up the road, and I could see a light coming towards me, head torch coming towards me, and I thought, on the right track this is obviously yeah. um, the next one's coming down but there was this guy coming flying at me effing and blind and we're going the wrong effing way and I go what do you mean we're going the wrong <laughs> way He's well, we're going the wrong effing way and he was in second place but when I I met those I met first and second at that stage they were coming out of the turnaround and they were literally stuck together and I thought how did you lose yeah. the guy in First, first you know so he had made the same mistake as me so um, we can run him back down together and at that stage I looked at my watch and we were doing like six minute miles and he was come on come on we've got to catch him we've got to catch him and I thought we're 50 miles to go I'm not so he took off after the um, first place man and he caught him and he actually beat him um, by quite a bit on the guy that was in second place um i think in the end i caught him um probably about 13 miles to go and he'd burnt himself out at that stage and was really he had his pacer with him at that stage and was really really pushing to try and um keep it going and i had come through the 13 mile to go um checkpoint and dawn had said to me Don hannon had said to me um you've got this you've got second place and i'm going like how have i got second place um Second, going out there with the pacer nah but he's beat he's beat go <laughs> get him so that just gave me a big boost and i took off after him but yeah um i i really enjoyed it yeah. um i just how do you attack a race like that like do you go out um so i talked to laura
1: driscoll last week yeah and she's not experiencing long distance so she went out as hard as she could to see how fast she can get and then hang on yeah as much as possible how would you attack the 100 mile race because it's, it's a monster isn't
0: it? It is. I to be honest I probably should just go out as hard as I can and then hang on but generally what I'll do is I'll I'll say right I'll pace myself and, and then I'll start to drop off the end rather um, yeah I mean I, I, I probably would set goals if there's checkpoints or, or whatever I would I would say right well you know it's 20 miles down the road so I'll probably look at hitting that at 4 hours or 345 and I, I just literally pace it out mm. that way Do you just set many goals along the way then and just yeah, try to knock them down to. one yeah. bite at a time like? I think you have to I mean um, the likes of the Wicklow Way again it was my father and my eldest son um, they crewed me for it um, and I literally said to them look Um meet me here, here, halfway point, swing around, and then I'll meet you back in the same two spots mm-hmm. again. And as soon as I come through, away you just go and get yourself sleep or whatever else. And whenever I get there, I'll get there. Um. So that was literally, I broke the race down into those little, um from start to checkpoint, checkpoint to checkpoint, uh, and then turn around. Um. And yeah, I mean, that's pretty How was it then? Like, so it's 100
1: hundred hundred miles, it's about twenty thousand feet of climbing. It's quite a big race, though. It? it is a big race. It's a good rolling race though, isn't it? It is. Uh, do you know to be
0: honest? I've I've probably I've probably been on harder courses, if mm. you know and okay, it's not it is hard. But I think it's the hundred miles that yeah. makes it really hard. Um when it comes to terrain, I mean to be honest, it's probably easier than the Wicklow away sorry it's pardon me it's probably easier than the way. yeah um basically because you have you have a mixture of uh tarmac road good gravel tracks and then you have the um the railway sleeper boardwalks yeah now they're sort of a mix the the newer ones aren't as nice as the old recycled um, railway sleepers but you can get some speed on them over mm. the tops of those hills and i really enjoyed them it's quite level as well yeah. isn't it and even when you get the steps the steps are only the depth of the yeah. railway sleeper and the full length so you can really mm. just run them it's quite exciting when you come down because there's some
1: areas they're quite steep and they're going down through the forest aren't they yeah and i remember i was running down and I'm sitting thinking am i going to go flat on my face here <laughs> because i'd never experienced those sort of sleepers and I have the studs in them for the grip yes and they're wet obviously like and you go down pretty fast like don't you well, Oh there's, there's one point that's quite a steep downhill on the sleepers yes and you're just waiting to go flying off them but it's something exciting about it as well
0: <laughs> it, it's accelerate but then i you know a lot of these a lot of these really i mean run on the cracker there last week uh you know, and around um, Castle Castlewellan, thank you, and um, some of the descents there. <laughs> but I think you just you can't think. I find if you start mm-hmm. thinking about slipping or falling, I think you just got to go for it. Um, yeah. Um, but yes, those the sleepers uh, for, for the Wicklow Way. I mean, I certainly find that the older ones there was a lot more grip. Whether well, that was the the preservative in them but mm-hmm. the certainly the new year ones you, uh, a couple of see, I, I don't know. know what it was about the race and I know when I did 50 miles and
1: toying with the idea of doing the 100 miles yeah. this year so I was glad to see you coming down to sort of quiz you about it and I don't know what it was about me but it, about, it took me 30 miles to get into the race this year and I was just I, this wasn't happening for me and all of a sudden bang as soon as it hit Jouse after that then I loved the race and it was yeah, great I was yeah. able to open up and how did you feel when you are doing hundred miles? You're just going up and down all the time. I mean your your energy levels and your motivation. Like how do How did that race go for you? That race, um,
0: I think it almost went perfect. Mm. Um. The the problems didn't occur or, and I, not even so much problems. I think it was just that tiredness didn't really kick in until the following morning um, probably in the last 20 miles I think Um starting to feel a bit low and feeling tired and there was a few areas where you were out on the tarmac road where the going was really easy and I found myself with the head going and the eyes starting to close and I had to slap myself a couple of times, you know, to to um, you know get myself going. Just gotta love any drivers going past. Yes, yeah. big bearded person on <laughs> the road slapping himself.
1: Come on. Swear, <laughs> swearing at
0: himself uh, loudly as well, but yeah, that was probably. I think up until that point, um, it was very cold that year, and there was a few areas where um, it was very uh, very icy. It, funny enough if it had been the week later the big snow came in the week Mm -hmm. later and and if it had been that week the week away it would have just been cancelled because again Uh, it's a challenging time of the year isn't it like December but that's what's amazing about it Um, do you
1: think the technicality of the race then is what makes it not I don't think easier is the right word but it's technical so you're more present in what's going on at that moment in time isn't it (laughs) Instead of like, if you're running 100 miles on the road,
0: you've got more time to think. If you were 100 miles in the road, to be honest, uh, okay, the, escape from Meriden, you still had to concentrate because of the type of roads. Mm. However, I think if, if you had a nice footpath the entire way, um, then yes, I think you could, you could almost switch off altogether. Um, You can't do that in Wicklow. Um, yeah. You're, you're always you think it makes it easier focusing. um it makes it go quicker mm. um, i i think um, um i think the i think i worked out there was 17 hours of darkness um in that race <laughs> that's a long time to be to all, all you can see is is a little Silver light in front of you.
1: So how did you work uh, a head torch for seventeen hours? Um,
0: the I have a Reactix um head torch. Um, it was actually a friend of mine had lent me hers. Um, I end up I bought one straight afterwards, but um. You have different settings on it, and if you go on the lowest setting, which is still ample, mm. um, it easily lasts. Brilliant. it says 16 hours but i mean i went 17 and when i checked it on my phone afterwards because you can bluetooth it onto your phone there was still a couple of hours left um the same uh, head torch i used in Meriden on both nights and never charged it in between um, you know so it and it's literally i have it with me uh, i'll show you it later on when we're out but um i mean there's no battery pack or nothing so it's all just yeah. I am just on the Brian. front and it's an amazing weekend. how week, do you mentally
1: prepare yourself going to these races
0: <laughs> I don't think I'm ever mentally prepared for anything um, I I'm not terribly organised um, and I'm a terrible faffer I think um, it'll take me a week of talking about getting ready <laughs> yeah. and then I'll fire everything into a box, like five minutes before I go. Um, I do, to be honest, I even on the, even on the line, sometimes my head's still going, have I got this, have I got that? It's not until I get in. I think I start, once I, once that um, buzzer goes, or the honker goes, or the, the flag drops, then it, I seem to be ready. Um, you just go into a zone, don't you? Yeah. It, well, I think any if I don't have it now, then it doesn't matter. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's all that worry that I've had before the event just melts away, and it's just right. You've got twelve hours, twenty four hours, or whatever, to to sort to this work out. it out. Let's just just go <laughs> yeah. for it. You know, it's um, not like you're running a five k. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> it. You know, um, I mean, a five k. If you if you miss that that first row, then you forget about it. It's, yeah, it's so over. You mentioned um last one standing. Yes. Because um, it's, it's a
1: different race again, isn't it? Because when I first heard of it, I thought, well, sure, you get a break every... But actually, you know, you're, you are time set. And, you know, there's no sleeping in the race. There's no sitting at a, a, a stop for 20 minutes. No. It's
0: continuous. It's a strange concept. And... Um, i have been involved in all bar one of um atlas runs last one standings it was the first time i ever run over 100 miles um and i think it's a great event for somebody who wants to run over 100 miles because the motivation that you get from the group Mm -hmm. um it's not like any other race where you know the fastest person's going to disappear into the, into the distance. The fastest person's going to be there uh, the next hour, and probably will run with you for a good part of that time. I'm still learning as I go along. Um, I think every time I, I take part in one of these events, I, I learn a little bit more. Um and I go a little bit further and almost figure out what it's about. It's uh, and it seems to be an um the concept came from from America, big um, dog backyard. Yeah. Is that Lars? Lars is one of Lars's um <laughs> dreams, um concepts, um bigs as as they refer to. It. And funny enough, um, two of the days um races come with a golden ticket for bigs for for next wow. year um is that the placing then first and second place or just first so they uh, they have three events uh, through the year they have uh, castle uh castle ward uh, there's one over in england and then they have florence Court. So it'll be the first two events, so the one for here and one for England.
1: So just for somebody who has never heard of it before, last one, Stan, what is the concept then?
0: Well the concept's very simple. It's a four point two mile loop, or near enough, it's not quite four point two miles. Um and the race starts at a certain time. Um for us it would be midday on the Saturday. And you have one hour to complete the four point two mile loop, simple, dead easy. So it restarts every hour. And it restarts every single hour, so you, if you don't make the R, you're out, um, or if you decide to drop. But basically, that's the concept. Is it's, mm. it's four point two miles every hour on the hour until, um, it literally is now until there's nobody else. So there's so many different ways you could take that then obviously you could run it
1: and pace it just so you're running you continuously. Could. Yeah. Or you take your ten minute
0: break or do you have a consistent approach to the race? Um, as I say, it's something I've learnt or sorry, it's something that I'm still learning. Um to be honest, if you do it too quick or sorry, if you do it quick then you get more time in services where you can get change, mm. go to the toilet something to eat, sit down, even have a sleep. I mean, there's people out there that will sleep for five minutes and get up and go again. But if you want to be in it for a long time, that is going to catch up. So mm. what you really want to be doing is you want to to run certain bits of it, preferably the, sl- the flats and the downhills and anywhere where it's slightly uphill or um or uphills that you walk. Um so you spend a lot of time alternating between your walking and running. Um and you I think probably the best time seemed to be giving yourself about five minutes. So taking about fifty five minutes to yeah. to do a lap because um, you can see up as
1: well can't you if you're just
0: yeah if you're stopping for ten, fifteen 15 minutes every time well florence court was, was grand, great i mean it was the first weekend of september and it was well it was amazing it was really really lovely where um you know february because the next event is the um i guess the 17th 17th of february and um I mean, the weather's
1: changeable um, how, how did it feel then that first time you hit 100 miles
0: um yeah i mean it's it was it's one of those goals that i thought wow i mean here's 100 miles um i felt absolutely amazing um so much that i actually went out on the next lap and that was the hundredth so that was 24 hours run 24 hours so that was officially the 100 miles and i went out the next lap and i thought we'll do one more lap just as well because i went out and i think i ran it in 35 minutes or something ridiculous like that but that was it absolutely finished if i had wanted to continue going yeah i literally had used any energy that i had um but yes it was it was a really nice feeling and it always is a nice feeling to mm. go over 100 miles um i, mean, I always always sort of judge it as, you know, it's like running from Belfast to Dublin, do you know I mean? Mm. I can remember as a child driving that, do you know, like taken? you know, it was a all-day event. Um, and how did
1: you find that, that race? Did you, like, because it's not the most picturesque, was horse. Belfast to Dublin. I didn't do it well,
0: you, you just crewed in it, didn't you? I crewed in it. Uh, um, I did run for a bit of it. Um, I think I probably run about 70 miles or so. Um, right. but about 70 miles or so, yeah.
1: <laughs> you got um, carried away.
0: Um, yeah, it was quite nice. It, it did have, see, I suppose once you come over the border, um, and you're on a lot of the old road, mm. which I mean, for anybody who remembers driving it, you know, it was. Terrible, but now there's not an awful lot of traffic on it, so you've got this reasonably wide road with not a lot of traffic on it, and I find it quite thought it was quite nice. Um, I'm actually entered in for it this year, oh, yeah. going in the other direction. Well,
1: yeah, it's funny that that old road. I had a, a strange experience. Um, when I done the swim, cycle, and run down to Dublin. Yeah. And um, we came into Drogheda, and I have not been to Drakater since the new road had right. opened but because it was halloween it was like two o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the morning we stopped these traffic lights there was three of us on these bikes uh-huh. and the Dublin marathon there was people sort of walking around dressed in halloween costumes but they were sitting like being frankenstein was being sick <laughs> over here you had this witch and like a vampire uh-huh. crossing the traffic lights in front of us and there must be 15 different fancy dress and i was just like at my mate you seriously could not make this shit up like yeah. could you like but you do have some weird and strange experiences don't you on these longer races you do <laughs> um i
0: i think one was um meriden and coming through this little village and i think it must have been about four o'clock in the morning and i can pass this pub and it was full of people I'm thinking, it's <laughs> four o'clock in the morning and these people are still drinking. And they, they say we're bad here over in Ireland. I, I just... It's, it's... It's class, like...
1: Um, 100 miles and the hero. yes. Yeah. So, you, you do you find yourself drawn to these longer, longer races? Because the I, hero is another... The
0: hero, I... Don't have quads. I came across the quad about six years ago, I think it was probably the second time that um, that Harold had run these events and um, I went up and I ran the last two days and I thought, wow, I'm doing a back-to-back, like, you know, I mean, I'm a big man now, you know, I can run two marathons in two days. And I thought, this is great. and when I my wife and I whenever we first started going together we would have went up to in a show and, and stayed in a wee cottage up there so quite a fondness for yeah. in a show so I thought I really have to come back and do the four days so I did and I think I've run it I think around ran it last, the three years in a row and then he came up with the concept of doing the hero and I thought gotta give this a go don't I had you done a
1: hundred miles by then? Um I think
0: it was probably my third. <laughs> yeah, because I think that that year that's that's three years ago. Yeah, so um yeah, I had been last one standing, uh Energia uh, and then um, Hero. So that was the third, third time, third hundred mile at, that particular year. And it's four marathons back to back yeah. in the same time. Yeah. And
1: like, if you looked back like four years before that, could you have ever thought, because you talked about your back-to-back, yeah. thought, wow, like, you never thought that five years before that. Like, people don't run a marathon
0: the next day after running a marathon.
1: And could you ever imagine yourself
0: well, doing something like that? I think, thinking back to the very first ultra that I ever ran was was The Morn Way, back in 2011. And I, I don't even know what drove me. Um to, to do 50 odd miles you know I thought madness but uh, I have a real fondness for the morns, and I thought I've got to give this a go and uh, I can remember running back down into the park in Kilbrone, Uh about 10 hours or something 10 and a half hours and uh, just looking at people and saying never again I am never ever <laughs> going to run that again Never, and uh, I think about a week later I think entered it the following year um,
1: so what what is that about that then when you're going through so much suffering because it is suffering isn't it it is suffering and <laughs> like when I was going through like the way 50 I was like you know this is shit why did I even enter this and the very next day I was like I'm deaf and doing the 100 next year what is it, sort so, of? I, for me,
0: I think it's that. Um, I just feel such a high mm. after a finish. It's almost as if, it's not that I, I'm, I enjoy the process of getting to the to the end. I, re, I think I probably enjoy that suffering. But I also really enjoy that euphoria, that mm. high that you get whenever the race is finished. Um, it's al- It's almost the longer races. I
1: find for myself. I anyway, know it's almost a path of self discovery, isn't it? Yeah. Because you're trying to understand yourself, and when I talked about when I got to my thirty, I actually overcome, and you know the struggle that I was going through. Yeah. I I just blows me away stuff that you don't know about yourself and how far you can go and what you're capable of doing. It's almost when you do the longer races. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't hit 100 miles yet, but it's definitely ringing in my ear consistently. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen. like, And um, and it's for that reason that it's going to happen. It's just trying to... It's such a,
0: as I say, a path of discovery, isn't it? I It certainly is. I think it's, it's the adventure. I think I crave the adventure. I want to be that adventure. And I think this is my way of being an adventure without actually mm. going into the wilderness, if you know, um, and it's that pushing myself to the limit. I I almost want to see how far I can go. Um, I still haven't found it yet. Um. So I'm always looking to do that race faster, or to go further, and, and the last one standing is is a prime example of that. It. Every time, every time I come back to do it again, I want to go further. Mm. Um, and how do you feel coming up to those races? Do you be excited
1: or do you, oh shit, There it comes.
0: Um, <laughs> well, funny enough, I'm, the, the days actually have a recce yeah. tomorrow in Castle Wars. So it'll be, I think it's six hours. So we'll go down, I'm looking forward to it. New, slightly new course from last year. Um, so I'm looking forward to going in on just having a look at seeing what this new course is like. Mm. Again, um, I think it really depends. I, I, I sort of, I do, that build up. I, I do feel excited, but again, I think two races at the weekend, you know, um, was the Cracker and, and the race over the Glens. And um, I was terrified. Get into these, and I'm thinking, you know, they're just we run park, you know. I mean, it's they're, I mean, the cracker was was under an hour and 10 minutes, and um, I think it was just over 15 minutes for over the glance. So, I mean, sort really of just a heartbeat when I yeah. consider what I, what I would usually do. But is it pace or because you're a fa- you've got some great, what's your pre B profile? Um, well, far- you, s- you started. Sort of the half marathons, marathons I started with the well, very first race I ever really run was a was the Banger Ten K. Um What year was that? That was two thousand and eight. Okay. Um and that was a bit of a um I was trying to get a wee bit fitter at the time. I had, I'd, I'd literally run the well I'd sort of run walk the um the seven sevens um in August and I was kinda of looking for something else that my wife suggested to me so why don't you run? And I go, No, nah, run's not really my thing. But um <laughs> she's a desperate habit of planting these little seeds and then um I I must have come home from work that day and I thought, I have an idea. So I actually went out in the car and drove around a six mile loop and then went out and run it. And I thought, Yeah, good idea, that's all right. So I think the ten the K was like two weeks later and I went and I ran it in I think about fifty two minutes or something, something like that. And I thought uh I quite like this run of carry on um, but I need to have a goal and certainly in the early days I don't need a goal now I mean I think yeah. I can just go and run the but at that stage I, I needed a goal so I think probably within two days I'd entered the Belfast Marathon and I thought that's my goal for over the <laughs> time <laughs> so that's that. it just started from there because um, you've a large number of marathons now haven't you I have I was just um I was just working them out there um, the other day because I uh, was doing an application form. Um, but I have 100, 100 marathons. Exactly um, 100 marathons. Oh. Well, h- marathons. I have 100 marathons and I have 25 ultras. And out of those 25, 10 of them are over 100 miles. Wow.
1: So I don't want to go past the question of the application form. <laughs> so what ap- application
0: form are you working at? The, um, well there was a wee advert came up um in the northern athletics site and they were looking to put a team together um, to take part in the uh, anglo celtic 100k race over in um perth in wow. scotland in October, or sorry, in March. Um, And it was one of those, when I sort of glanced through it and I looked at the criteria, I thought, no, I don't have anything like that. Um, and then a couple of people went, that would be ideal for you, Sean, that'll be ideal. So I thought, okay, you're not in, you can't win. So I, I sent an email to Ed Smith, who's the, organiser of energy so um, um, I have one one hundred K time but it's a number of years ago. Um, I've nothing in the last two years. That was you know, how did I had to have a qualifying time it was eight and a half hours for um, for hundred K in the last two years. And I said I don't have this but um That's you know, cool. Northern Ireland hasn't sent a team um, in quite a few years and I thought do you know what I, I well, nice to to be involved. Mm-hmm. So he got back to me and he says, "Well, um, he says you've registered your interest, but we want to know a wee bit about what you've done. So I literally told him everything that I run over marathon distance over the last. That take him a week. 10 take you a week to, tell well, him. to be honest, <laughs> I I well, I have a spreadsheet done out. For marathon club Ireland, um, so it was only a matter of. So you're an official member then. I'm an official member. Yes, um, uh, a couple of years back now, I think it was um, twenty seventeen world marathon twenty seventeen was my hundredth, um. So, I just literally emailed this to him, and he wanted your development plan. So I I sort of basically said, you know, since the hundred marathons, I have been working on um on my distance and actually 2018 when I look back I'd only run one marathon which was London and all the rest of them were
1: what, were what time did you
0: get in London uh London this year was a
1: wee bit poor yeah um, that's, I'm interested with doing the longer distances and how you maintain and
0: pace in between all of that I I I don't know whether it was a lack of focus it Is was very very hot it's that the weekend this one
1: on record like, it, so. it was
0: it was really really hot that weekend but I also was running the Highland Fling the following week and my worry was that because <laughs> it was really, really hot, I didn't want to wreck myself in London and yeah. then wreck myself um, for the Fling. Because it was dangerously hot in London, was it, it, it? was. So Chicago. what time did you um, get? Um, it was 3.14. <laughs> um, well, the, the previous year I'd run, I'd run 3.09 the previous year, which is, a, which is my PB, um, and I had m- my sights unrunning. Closer to 3R. So
1: h- how do you find that you're able to... Do you think that your time's come down? Your
0: your body is getting more adapted to running with a longer distance? Uh, I certainly... I don't know whether it's come down. I think... If I was to... Con- uh, there's a few people who say to me, if I was to concentrate on the marathon distance, I could get close to that 3R. I just enjoy the long stuff too much. Mm. But I... I think I've got myself at a stage now where I can consistently run around that yeah. between three ten and three fifteen, um, quite comfortably, um, and I, I think I'm happy enough with that.
1: Yeah. What What do you do with your training then? Do you is your training just racing? Because you do a lot of races, don't you? I
0: say so this year I haven't done an awful lot of races, or I'm sorry, last year I haven't. Um, From an endurance point of view. I. Uh, this year I tried things a little bit differently and I, I think it's maybe helped my longer stuff. Um, I probably mixed a lot of, I would commute a lot of times in and out of work. Um, so I sort of mixed that up and um, try and keep my mileage reasonably high. I mean, sort of between 60 and 70 miles a week is generally what um, I'm kind of running at. Mm. Um, I think before Escape Meridian, I think I was up. I got run maybe three weeks at around about the ninety mile mark. Um. And how did how do you how does your body keep up with injury? You. I'm really not saying I'm, I'm not saying I'm ever totally injury free, and I'm not saying I'm totally I've niggles. Mm. Um. I would get niggles. But but that's generally, that's not all they have yeah. been. I I the last um, I don't really want to. To scud myself I suppose. Um the yeah, last the yeah. last injury that I had was the last time that I ran the quad. Um and I picked up a I can't even tell you what it's called. So it's a on in the inside of my my knee. Um and I picked it up on the third day on on the quad and um I probably should have stopped at that stage. Um, fact of having three bits of a medal <laughs> didn't really appeal to me. <laughs> yeah. So um, the fourth day was a fairly flat um, flat day and I could hardly walk at, at the start line um, but I managed to get myself going and I think I ran in like a 4.25 or something stupid like that but um, that put me out yeah. for, for about eight weeks. Nightmare. Um, so it did i can't go past then
1: um as i was talking earlier on i did meet a group of you i think it was yourself as well doing the
0: clifton yes what was that about um the clifton coastlining challenge the, is that right clifton coastal run we we called it um and the, the this was from two other members in the athletics club that i'm a member of north down athletics club um my youngest son um, goes to a special school in Bangor called Clifton Special School and one of the other fathers has a, has a son there as well. Now Jerry, um, which was the gentleman that you had met, um, Jerry had come up with this idea a couple of years ago he had come up with this, um, raising money for the school and he called it Shackleton Walk and it was a 13 mile walk from, from Bangor to Hollywood um, and he's always been so he would done this a couple of years in a row and then he was looking at something else and um, there was one of the other senior members of the club a number of years ago um, when he got his bus pass he would travel out on the bus and run a little bit and then get on the bus and come home and then he would down the next day and do the same thing. So he literally had run from Omith to um right. to 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 um Derry okay. along the coast, and his idea was just try and stick to the coastline. So Jerry had seen this and had been following this blog, and he thought I really fancy doing this, but he didn't fancy doing it on his own. So he knew that I kind of liked the long stuff, and he approached me and he said, um, "I've got this idea." Of maybe running the coast, would you be interested? And I went, yeah, of course. I says, how long do you want to take? And he goes, what do you mean? I says, how long do you want to take? you want to do it in one go and in, in a week or? He goes, oh no no no, I, I want to do <laughs> it. Yeah, that's uh, the wrong person. I, I want to do it um one 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 day a month. And I went, really? And he goes, yeah, yeah just like one. Um. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Sure, I can fit that in amongst everyone else. So, we happened to mention to one of the other girls, in the club girl called Helen, and um, she was up for it as well. So, that was the, the start of it. Um, we sort of sat down, I think we had a um, we sort of put the idea out there around Christmas time, I think it was two years ago, and um, we sort of st- started planning it. And I think the first race we, we parked the car in. We were down with two cars, it was just the three of us. Um, it was a really cold, cold January day. We parked the car in Ross Trevor, and um, Cabrone. Ran the park run, and then we took the other car out and we parked in Omeath, and then we ran into Newry, and then out to um, Cabrone and then back round, picked the other car up, and then the next time we came down, which is the day that you've seen us. Um, so that was the first 13 miles. Which a I think must have been the furthest time, furthest that Jerry had ever run. No, sorry, not that he'd ever run, it was the furthest he'd run in a long time. And say we down then the next day. So that was the that was how the concept was born. And then because I had a son in Clifton and Jerry had a son in Clifton, we thought we'll do a bit of a blog here and sure, why don't we raise save him can raise a, a few pounds as well. So that's where the Clifton. Clifton was from Clifton School and the coastal run was around the coast brilliant around the coast of Northern Ireland
1: so you raised a few grand then he raised in. a few pounds
0: yeah and there's it's still um, he's still Jerry's still doing it by himself now um, <laughs> yeah I guess next race is in, uh, his ne- sorry his next run is in January here he's over somewhere in Donegal so he's still raising a mm. few pounds
1: here and there so you've done a lot of races 2018 what have you got scheduled for
0: 2019 Um, you mentioned that last one standing well the last one standing is the first Um, I probably shouldn't say that too too loud Um, but last one standing um, so it's it's middle middle February Um, so I want to give it a good blast Um, and then March 24th of March is that Anglo Celtic plate that's 100k so what I gather from it it is um, I think it's about a two mile loop something similar to Victoria Park um, though I don't think it's the surface is just as unforgiving um, and then funny enough I'm, I'm actually uh, registered to run Dublin to Belfast which is the week after um, the Anglo-Celtic plate um, so I don't know whether um, the, the, the Dublin to Belfast might have to be um, sidelined we'll see how, see how <laughs> yeah, the I body feels um, Highland Fling I ran it last year and as I say it was the week after London and I was a tad disappointed with my performance um, sort of died a death so I, this is a sort of a revenge I have to go back do you always me. feel that after yeah. a race
1: you know when you haven't really mm, you weren't
0: in form or didn't go right that you really want to go back and so sort on of I suppose I'm never 100% happy mm. um, to, to be honest um it's not that i i wouldn't say you know i'm not happy unless i win that's not not true at all i mean um it's more about my own personal performance and i, I have an idea if i have a if i have a goal in my head before it starts if i don't hit that goal then i'm, I'm generally mm. not happy with myself i might say oh yeah great great um but you find the longer races is your niche
1: you fought, sort of leaning towards that more so because you talked about you were second in Meridian, you were you were fourth in the last. The last one started a couple of times, yeah. I've been fourth you know, in, it, in yeah. a in a big field of runners as well. Like I mean, in a, I don't like to use the word elite, but it's really a elite field of runners as well, isn't it?
0: Um,
1: do you find that? Do you find that you're drawn more? You get more enjoyment out of those races, or are you just? I
0: I think I could. I don't know i I think i can probably i compete a little bit better in the longer stuff um i don't have the speed in my legs um again i probably have a trained at it i might be but i still i don't i don't think Mm -hmm. i don't have the speed to be competitive in the short stuff i can go and do the short stuff and, and enjoy it um but i'm not going for marathons i'm not going to be that consistent under three hours where a lot of the even the the, the smaller local stuff um mm-hmm. the likes of um East marathon series or or um east of Ireland marathon series there's still two or three guys there now that are consistently running three hour under three hours so um it takes a lot of work doesn't it it takes a lot of focus yeah. to get that
1: shorter pace and it's almost you have to be very sort of narrow focused. Mm-hmm. I don't know if narrow is the right word, like, but to maintain that pace and keep your body performing at that level, it makes it hard to dip in and out of other races,
0: doesn't it? I think it does. Um, in the way you do, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, like, well, certainly, certainly, I think whenever you, you run a hot London one week and then go and run a fifty-four. In the Highlands of Scotland, the week after, then yes, that I think it does have its challenges. Yeah. Um, what do you think's your biggest achievement today? It really depends. I mean, distance wise would be would have been Florence Court. Um, it both both in time on my feet and, and distance. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, Florence Court was twenty eight hours going and was over a hundred. Twenty five miles, with um, two hundred kilometers. Yeah, which was a big goal for for <laughs> a long time, and um, to try and get over that two hundred k. How did you feel after that? Were you just totally dropped the floor, exhausted, or? I, again, it's one <laughs> of those. It it was one of those. I thought I've done. I've got. I got this far. I think that's it. It'll it'll do. And then I watched the other three disappear into doing another lap, and I thought, What have I done? Why have i stopped do you know it was that usually usually that feeling doesn't come for you know for for uh, at least an hour or two or a day later you know when you're thinking i could have done better um do you know so though I, I felt really great about what i'd achieved i still felt disappointed in myself that i hadn't mm. gone further and, and yeah i mean certainly the i don't know whether it was a single um, single race where I where I feel that yeah, I
1: was going to ask you for your top five achievements.
0: I thought that would have been, <laughs> but. well, certainly. I mean, the year in London. Um, I've run London four, five times. Um, so two years ago, um, the PB. That was almost perfect. Um, almost. I mean, it would have been more perfect. to had been under three hours, but um it it really went well i mean it started well it was probably only the last i think probably that that wall that they talk about that imaginary wall that 20 mile mark i think i had a bit of a hiccup sort of between mile 20 and mile 22 but i was able to regain it um i think it it was a really good race i really enjoyed it so it would have to be one of my top five um the hero would have to be as well. Um, again, it almost was perfect. Um, I had a bit of a hiccup. Um, in the last stage, um, I had a good crew with me, and they sort of pulled me, pushed me, swore at me for about thirteen miles till I sort of picked myself back up again. And, and uh, what
1: what do you call the gap in here? Is is like hundred
0: seven miles, isn't it? It's hundred and four. It's. The memoir, the memoir gap. gap. Sorry. Yeah, so, well, I mean, it's the, the you hear all the cyclists talking about it. <laughs> um But to it's run up it, you can actually come up from the mile north 80, side. It? Yeah, and I actually ran up it at about four o'clock in the morning, and the two guys was two guys in front of me at that particular stage, and one of them was just going through the top, and the guy in second place. I could just see his headlight, and he kept turning around every so often because he knew I was there. <laughs> um, but it, it was, it's some climb. It's a real yeah. switch back up there, so. Yeah. It must be tough going the way back
1: down. I remember Barry McCarroll talking about it. Yeah. And he said he's seen the car going up it. Was, yeah. Jesus, <laughs> you know, seeing the car lights going up, but because I always suffer coming back down. Like, but that is a real climb up and down, there, isn't it?
0: The down the other side. It's just long and straight, and to be honest, you can not only can you see all the way down to the bottom, but the course then continues way out the other side. So you're probably seeing two two and a half miles, and at that stage, by the time I got up onto the, onto the top of the hill, um, second place was not all that far away. Now the guy in first was way out in the distance he was already starting to climb the other last week, but um in the distance so he's about two miles he got a good distance ahead of me at that stage um but it's that coming down you're 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 thinking right i need to go here i need to get a wee bit of pace but you're saying no you know this thumping's gonna <laughs> it's gonna wreck the quads so you just sort of take it easy take it easy yeah. and um, just hold back and then it levels out for a wee bit and then you can sort of pick the pace up again. But um, What place did you finish? That was second. You,
1: so you got your guy that was second? Yeah.
0: I'll <laughs> teach him to keep the, on making right um, Funny enough, the, um, the second place guy was um, friend of was actually a friend of Barry's, so it is. Um, I think he was suffering from the same issue that I had the year before. When I actually came past him, um, he was in a lot of pain, and I all I could do was sort of just stick with it and I'd sort of know what you're feeling, give him a pat on the back, and go on. Um, which, after talking to him after that, they said it was that was more than for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I suppose with with ultra distances, you, I find you have to be you're we tend to be a lot more supportive Mm -hmm. but there's still there's still the competitiveness there and you still see the weakness and you still because it is quite
1: uh, a tight-knit community isn't it it there's sort of that hundred mile sort of or any sort of ultra distance in the island really because it's small cliche and you get to sort
0: of know everybody at those type of races don't you because it's quite a small community it is but yet, you, funny enough you still can't turn up at a race and nobody knows you i mean wickle away um last year and i turned up and the only one that knew me was was dawn um nobody else knew who i was and you know that that in a way is quite nice too yeah. i mean it is nice to rock up and nobody knows you but it is also nice to rock up at a at an event and you know that that settles the nerves Mm-hmm. When you arrive and and you you're all sitting chatting away um at the start, uh, that that does um, does settle you down a little bit and funny enough the the hero. Two years ago, I think for the first six miles, Barry McCarroll and I were running together, and we were, um, it was myself and Barry McCarroll, and Alina Dornan, and um, we were just running. I think we were running about nine minute miles. You know, just taking it easy, watching, watching all these. One's disappearing in the distance, <laughs> and we were just chit chatting away and you know, really enjoying it. brilliant um, Have you ever had a DNF yeah.
1: in the longer races? Uh, no, not yet. I refuse wow. to have one. I refuse, so no matter what, by hook or by crook,
0: yeah. Well, I think the first time of Paul we shoot a DNF would have been um, Quads. The, the quad, uh, and I refused. Um, Is there one race out there, or maybe a couple?
1: I I, there's one in my mind I don't want to project it into your head <laughs> that suit you down to the T. but is there one race out there that you would like to do like...
0: Um, I'm not going to mention the Barclay I'm just saying <laughs> the, <laughs> just... well do you see Barclay scares the life out of me I, I'm intrigued about it um, I, I don't know whether it's me um, I certainly would fancy some of the, you know at least one of the big American ones Hard Rock mm-hmm. to Mind. Um, I mean, you could say UTMB. um, But there's so many. There is so many. They seem to be all coming out of the woodwork now, doesn't it? The more you go into it, it just
1: seems to be. There's just so many races coming. I'm I'm now finding myself, the more people you come in contact with, the more you're getting exposed to these races. And what about distance then? Have you thought about the 200 mile mark? <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of new the answer to that question. What about I stuck a post up um yesterday about running from here actually to Paris? When you see things like that, do you think, hmm.
0: was that the one that I said to be marked for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I mean one that keeps jumping into my head um is things like running coast to coast. So say running from my, my door to sleeve league in mm-hmm. Donegal or the Malin you know, the, the obvious ones. I mean, sometimes I think you've got to do, you've got to run, um, you've got to try the local things first. I mean, because there's, mm-hmm. there's plenty of, there's plenty of adventure on our own island. Yeah. Um, Joggle would be another one. So that would be John O'Gross to Land's End. Um, or there's a there's a few multi day sort of stages out there. Um there's one on there's one in Iceland which I I keep getting attracted to called um Fire and Ice. That's a six day one. It's not a it's not a great big distance, I think it's only I think it's like three hundred and sixty miles or something over the over the six days. But um, Just somewhere different, unique. Yeah, just something a wee bit different. Um I suppose it has the same concept as Marathon de Sable, but mm. you know, it's cold and <laughs> but yeah, uh, um, there is there's so much. There's so many, um, so many races out there that would be nice to have the opportunity um, to do them.
1: Brilliant, John. John, thanks very much. Appreciate you coming down, spending mm-hmm. all the time. You really are, I don't want to paint this picture of Forrest Gump like, <laughs> at the beard, Like I'm sure you get this all I the time. I get it all the time,
0: <laughs> work colleagues refer to me that all the time. That was my nice. thank you yes, sir. thank you very much. Brilliant.
1: Well what can I say, Sean is obviously an exceptional athlete who has tremendous mental strength, which enables him to keep pushing on and challenging his limits. Not only is he able to perform race after race, but he can perform one of the longest of endurance races and still knock out amazing times at the shorter distances in between. I hope you are inspired by the podcast. January is a month of high motivation and setting goals. So why not take a leap out of Sean's book and take a giant leap out of your comfort zone. Until next week, stay safe and keep on moving.